What are you doing, Joey? Hold on a second. No, I cannot star in Tiger King 3. Got it. What? You can't star in... What's that? Hold on. Someone's at the door. There's a guy at the door. He said, it's a major prize. And they sent a letter, but the letter's late. The prize is here. Well, let's see what it is. Let's see what the prize is. <gasps> what is that? It, oh my God, it is a... Oh! What? Man, Joey. I'm going to wear these everywhere. Everywhere. Look, let's wear them right now for the show. Can you take me back when we were just kids? We're scared of getting older, yeah. No one knows you like they know you, but no one probably ever will. You can grow up, make new ones, but truth is, it's nothing like old friends. Cause you can't make old friends. show that has little to no meaning and makes little to no sense. It is the show where you can expect the unexpected. This is Nonsensical Talk on the air and in the cloud. Those crazy hosts will talk about anything and everything. And now, from their home studios in Middle Tennessee, here is your hosts, Alan Robertson and Joey Smith. That's right. We are here. We have to go one for the thumb in the sixth and final show of 2021. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a, it's a, it's a Christmas miracle it is. So uh, so today, Joey and I thought we'd get together and we're sitting in uh, a nice little Christmas town. It just so happened to be that, you know, we were uh, getting together and we heard a knock at the door and, and uh, the mailman said, uh, you know, uh, the... Uh, you won a major prize, and uh, but the thing is, the telegram made it here uh, late, and your prize is going to be here now. Uh, we opened it up, and uh, it was a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. It was glorious. <laughs> we are both sitting here in our, uh, as we would say, an ugly sweater, but they're not ugly. They're actually beautiful sweaters, uh, sweaters that you can't get anywhere else. Uh Someone said, uh, are you guys wearing the same sweater? I said, no, we wouldn't fit in the same sweater. <laughs> we definitely would not fit in the same sweater. These are two different sweaters. Separate sweaters, if you will. So, uh, so Joy and I have been talking uh, over the last couple of months about our show here, the last one. Uh, you know, we, we talk about what we've got next season, but that's coming up in uh, a, bit, a couple of bits that uh, we'll do in the December to roll out for January. But let me tell you. Uh, we were talking about uh, a tradition that used to be back when we were kids in the 80s. And I'm going to tell you, I got something in the mail yesterday that brought back that uh, that tradition that I that we thought about. And it was a book 
of uh, it, it. It's this book here, and it's it's from Amazon. Uh, it's a fashion book that's for Christmas, uh, and it, it kind of I wish it had toys in it because that would have made for a great great year. So I did some research on this joy, okay. and I went online. And did you know I could get a wish book from the eighties if I had two hundred and fifty dollars? I it's think. I, how much did the Sears or J.C. Penney's wish book or annual catalog or, or Christmas catalog cost? It, was it just sent it, free it, to it, us? Well, it was sent free, or you could go buy it for ten dollars at J.C. Penney's or at Sears. It didn't matter. They had them for ten dollars there, or if you bought something, they give them to you. So it was kind of like. Okay, but now 250 somebody set on that gold mine. And here's the sad part. I could get the JPEG for 20 bucks. Now, I'm sorry. I'm going to get a JPEG of something that... Uh, or, or like a PDF version? Yeah, PDF version. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, exactly, a PDF version. And I'm going to pay 20 I've got to feel it. I've got to go, it. and it's got to be this thick <laughs> is, is the thing, because that's how thick it, it was when it, at my grandmother's house. And... And I would just go in the closet and be in the bottom of the closet. And I would just sit and I would just look at all the things I would want to get. And and uh, there, there was the automotive section in it. And I was like, I'm going to have these car seats. I was eight years old. Uh, was, and it was 1978. And, and I didn't have a car, but I thought, ooh, here's a car. Ooh, and they have radios here. I and they picture also had, myself. They had the NFL uh, show, or where they had like twenty pages of NFL of each helmet. Yeah, we could get each helmet, or we could get some uh, uh, house slippers, or some pajamas, or or deck our beds out in NFL. And they had that one NFL field that <laughs> you would put these little plastic figurines and you hit a button, and they vibrate, and the ball carrier would just kind of vibrate towards the end zone and but if you knocked over that's where you that's where res you reset them up and that's how you played uh, uh that was your video game yeah um <laughs> it was magnetic magnetic football i think it was because each one of them had a little magnets on them that kept them but the the metal would vibrate and they would just kind of move <laughs> it was fun that was great, great stuff. Uh, and you got the Hot Wheels track. Oh, God, yes. No telling how many of those Hot Wheels you've taken into the walls. Now, you can't take into the walls nowadays because they make the sheetrock a little cheaper than they did back in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, you could hit a sheetrock wall. It was wall. like Wayne's coating yeah. back in the 70s. <laughs> so it would just hit, and you just go, hope no one heard that. And, so uh, we were we were talking earlier also about uh, some of the Christmases that we remember, and I'll go back to a remember one of mine, Joey. And sure. it, it was, uh, I think, uh, I can't remember the exact year, but I do remember what it was that was in the little box that I was getting because I was sitting there and uh, this was elementary school and all the kids were getting these cool watches that played Dixie. And that's all I wanted for Christmas was a watch that played Dixie. But it would play the whole thing. And... I'm sitting there looking at this little box and I accidentally dropped it and it started playing the Dixie thing. And I mm -hmm. looked at everybody going, I know that's my watch. And of course, mother, she got kind of perturbed with me. Sure. But I would go in there in the living room and I would hit it and go, whoop, and it would start doing the do 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 It kind of satisfied that, that thirst Very for much Christmas so. morning now that I'd love to open it, but if I could just be reassured what it is that that's still making that sound 
that was probably the uh, the most that was the funniest present that I ever uh, messed with, uh, Joey. I mean, I just it was one of those that we were kind of like, oh, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this, and you know what it is the whole time. But the anticipation of the three and a half weeks waiting to get this doggone watch on my arm so I could go to school and play it, it was awesome. It was awesome, and I do appreciate mom and dad. Appreciate you. I like that. That was a good gift. So Alan and I have been talking about this for for quite a while. That uh, December show uh, needs to bring us back to a, a different time before, uh, even though that this is on social media and it's on uh, video media and audio media that uh, uh, you could play this when you want to escape and and remember back with us uh, those those Christmases of the seventies and eighties and. Um, for instance, the Norelco uh, Razor Santa that uh, <laughs> that commercial would come on every year. And uh, if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, uh, that News Channel Five. Oh yes. Uh, uh, commercial where the uh, uh, the little kids walking home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we'll have to share that on on our Facebook and and Twitter feed. Uh, and I think uh, Channel Five a couple of years ago showed the making of that. And it was quite enjoyable to watch that. And yeah. kids are looking through the uh, the toy shop of, of seeing all these toys. And it's just like Merry Christmas from Channel 5. I remember being at my grandmother's house in, in Clarksville and and uh, and seeing that come on TV and, and how it just made you want Christmas to get here sooner. And, and of course, uh, we thought, well, uh, if we're going to be talking about Christmas uh, and, and taking that uh, stroll back, uh, you know, we need to think about what about uh, different TV shows that that we liked during Christmas. Uh, 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 when when Rudolph uh, was started being all those uh, uh, Radkin Basque stop motion Christmas <laughs> uh, shows and holiday shows, and uh, you know, is is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, I think it is. <laughs> I don't care what Bruce Willis said in his roasting. That is correct. It is a Christmas movie. And it's, he'll just have to get over that. I mean, he he has the right to be wrong. That's right. I would agree with him, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Because where else can you celebrate Christmas in a high-rise building that gets exploded and you get to jump off of it? It's an action Christmas movie. I mean, really, it was an action Christmas movie. It put all the other Christmas movies behind because where else could you see killing and jumping out of buildings that explode? Uh, and Alan uh, playing the greatest villain of all times. I mean, really. I mean, Absolutely. Like, I, I, I mean, I miss that guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, a lot of today's um, uh, generation might remember uh alan as uh, the villain in the harry potter harry movies. yes that's right uh so I, I was matter of fact i was watching a couple of his movies uh the other day and it took me back to a you know i, I believe i'm gonna have to go to voodoo and actually watch die hard again because i really enjoyed that movie thoroughly uh, but yeah um other movies that uh we talked about uh i mean We've got you. You can't go back to the comedy ones. I mean, you you think comedy movies? Uh, yeah. What is it? Holiday Vacation. When you got Uncle uh, Christmas cousin Vacation. Eddie. Yeah, Christmas with Chevy Chase. Yeah, and uh, you got it, uh, Cousin Eddie out there. It's a go to. It's a go to. Uh, but all those movies, you think 
they had to make money. The Santa Claus, I mean, that that had to make money. That was a Disney movie. Yeah. But then you look at the one that grossed out everyone was Home Alone. I mean, who would have thought that that movie, uh, and if you, not to plug uh, Netflix, but we are, because there's a show called um, The Movies That Made Us, and there's a Christmas edition, and Home Alone is one of those in that Christmas edition. Uh, you need to watch it. Very satisfying to find out how that movie almost got tanked halfway through it, and before they even started taking shots, they were they were thinking of tanking it. Uh, so it was a great great outcome, uh, and it became one of the best grossing movies. Now, there's a lot of stuff on social media these days saying, "How could you forget your kid?" Really, how could you forget <laughs> your kid? Uh, there was a little shot. Kevin of, Hart yeah. does that commercial. Yeah. How could you forget your kid? You can't forget You forget your kid. another Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas tradition. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, but if you start uh, if you start looking at uh, at loopholes, really, uh, I, that's what my wife gets mad at me for because I look for loopholes. Um, so, and uh, other things that we talked about, Joy, was uh, the traditions of Christmas. Now, that is by far uh the most interesting part that uh you know i think you and i we've been we've been researching this for years and years i mean i go back as far as 10 15 years ago trying to research the traditions of christmas the traditions of uh the yuletide log how stuff became what it was and how do we you know the pagan holiday of christmas that was started uh and then you have the researchers that go back to the birth of Christ and say that it was actually in the spring when he was born and had nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, but so there's lots of things and we don't denote any of them. Uh, everybody can take their own. We are just going with what has been stated uh, and what has been researched. Uh, we're not out to tell you that this is what you should believe. If you believe that's good, if not, we're just bringing it to light. This is a true nonsensical talk. True nonsensical talk and we can definitely talk uh, a lot of nonsense of uh, just stuff that that will make you get on wikipedia and just <laughs> say they were wrong here it was not that year and it was not uh, uh, uh you know whenever the the longest or the shortest day of the year of december 21st uh and uh, i believe it was in scandinavia or the winter, winter solstice starts on uh, that they day. Would, they would bring a green tree inside the house um, because it, it stayed green. It was actually spruces that they would bring in to show. Now, the There's something the, that survived. It was something that promised spring was coming, and that's because it was the shortest day of the year, and then the days start getting longer. That was their celebration for that. Yeah. And the, you know the first Christmas tree was actually come from Germany, and... It was uh, it was actually uh, Prince Albert from Germany who sent Queen Victoria her first Christmas tree, and so you look at that. That's that's a long time ago. I believe if you if you were to try to pull back time and try to figure out all the stuff that led up to it, I mean, there's probably no set date in history that we can actually say that that was the year that they started doing christmas trees but we do know that spruces were brought in spruce leaves because they're green during you know like you're saying here uh so that was really an awesome thing but did you know there's 630 plus 
different Christmas trees. Ah, did not know that. Yes. So, I mean, if you think about it, uh, you got... Now, are they all in the evergreen? Yes. Yes. Uh, like the Douglas fir, uh, that, that was one of them. Uh, every state grows them. Uh, and the, the funny thing is that Hawaii... So, like a North of, Carolina pine tree. Yeah. Or, and then you've got the... Uh, there's some others that... Uh, what is it? The... Uh, oh, my God. There were so many of them. I can't even think about how many uh what they are the fraser fur is one of them uh the balsam fur is one of them i mean there's a lot of different brands or types of trees so don't think that the the christmas tree that you go out and get off the side of the street uh, there are 630 different varieties of these trees that's grown up and all 50 states grow christmas trees all 50 states uh, so that was something that really, really, uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, uh, the first Christmas tree from, uh, was it the King of Germany? Uh, the Prince, Prince, Prince Albert that sent it to Queen Victoria, Queen Victoria. Um, it's interesting that European, uh, connection, uh, because I believe that it was, uh, in the 1840s when, uh, uh, the first Christmas card was sent uh, uh, by Sir Henry Cole to yes. his grandmother, uh, and um, and that you know we try to think when did we start buying Christmas cards or or sent taking our photo and having it outside of the Christmas card to just tell people Merry Christmas and. Um, <laughs> uh, but, well, the funny thing is, is that they uh, they did a uh, they found an old Christmas card, and this Christmas card they uh, they valued its worth at three or thirty thousand dollars, and I was like, holy smokes, that's a lot of money for a Christmas card. Uh, but hey, uh, people buy stuff off of eBay all the time, and this was auctioned off, and uh, it's kind of uh, kind of something that just makes you think of, huh. That's a lot of money to pay, and, and that, that's not the that's not the most expensive thing that's out there, Joey. There is a fifteen million dollar Christmas tree in Germany. I want to know what's on that tree to make it fifteen million dollars. I'm just crazy about that. Uh, so yeah, I was I was blown away whenever I started reading that. Uh, you, you, I'm gonna tell you what, uh, Wikipedia, and there's a plethora of sites that you can go to to find all this information out. So what all we I guess, uh, was it um, Albert Einstein said it best? We're just regurgitating this. Uh, and But this this regurgitation is stuff that you can go find on your own. Uh, and what was what was one of the most, or the maybe not the most expensive Christmas gift, because, um, but what was probably one of the most well-known or largest Christmas gift. So the largest Christmas gift was given from France to the United States, and you want to know what it was. It was the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty is the largest Christmas present ever presented anywhere. So that's some fun stuff there, too. You know, I miss it whenever, um, uh, you know, our country is, uh, uh, you know, 200 and uh, uh, 40 years old, uh, and, and uh, some of these other countries are uh, 5,000 years old, and and you kind of miss it whenever we were young, you know, in the 18, 1900s, and 
Um, and these creepy old countries used to just get us these gifts. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we still like those gifts. If you'd like to get us something nice, I mean, we're only 200 years old and, and, uh, you're 5,000 years old. And I mean, um, now Joey, we're still hot. Yeah. And we're newborns. We're only six months old. So our gifts can be sent to yes. nonsensetalk.com. We'll take it. Yeah. There's no address. Statue of Liberty. Bam. <laughs> thank you, France. Thank you. Thank you, France. Um, I would say thank you for French fries, but I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think they came from there. I think we just call them that. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That is fun. Uh, so, But you know what's interesting on the Statue of Liberty? It was 1886. Yes. Our country was over 100 years old. And that makes me think back to uh, the Christmases of the colonies that, uh, you know, we, we uh, have a lot of folks that came from uh, Europe and uh, were trying to escape pagan holidays. And there was actually recorded laws where uh, during Christmas, because it wasn't really a religious holiday, it was it was a party it looked more like halloween it was a party on the street and a parade and people wore masks and uh, uh the town pauper or homeless person would come to your house and you better give that person uh some of your best food and and best uh ale or um or they're going to play a trick on you so um uh when the the colonies when we became the united states and the constitution and the revolutionary war was over our country went over 60 years without christmas being a a a federal recognized holiday mm -hmm. it, remember we we just got in a war with with uh, the british and uh, uh you normally don't uh after that's over, you normally don't try to think of, hey, let's uh, let's adopt some of their traditions. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's uh, uh, use some of their holidays. And uh, until uh, about between sixty and seventy years, uh, uh, there are, are several of our leaders, of our country, say, you know what, we we need to have some holidays on the American calendar. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, that is some of our oldest dates of dating back to uh, a different type of a Christmas. Instead of a European Christmas, we took some of those traditions, uh, uh, but you started seeing images of Santa Claus. Yep. And Santa Claus was actually got, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, some of the uh, latest models of Santa Claus that are out now come from coca-cola if i'm not mistaken whenever they started doing their campaign uh back uh, in the day and they made the fat little jolly man in the red suit and uh kind of warped him into that uh into that uh i guess that that being if you will uh but you know kurt russell probably said it best in the the, the chronicles christmas chronicles there on netflix he says i'm not that big i'm not that jolly and I don't say ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you know, um, uh, one thing dating 
Santa Claus is going back prior to Santa Claus mm -hmm. was the poem Twas the Night Before Christmas, which was originally titled A Visit from St. Nick. Uh, it, I think so. I think it's because I remember the, the old fable on uh, St. Nicholas is now there was a St. Nicholas uh, that uh, they kind of named after, but what it uh the and some of the traditions that rolled off of saint uh, nicholas was the stockings that they as you see are they're hung on the chimney here or on the mantel uh that was actually done because uh there was a gentleman by the name of saint nicholas that uh this father couldn't marry his daughters off and he had three daughters and they had did uh the laundry and they had put their stockings by the fireplace to dry and the guy by the name of St. Nicholas came and threw coins down, gold coins down in the chimney. And when they woke up the next morning, there was gold coins there by their stockings that were hung. So that kind of started the stocking tradition of uh, of, of putting stockings on the uh, fireplace mantle is uh, that story there. And like I said, that's one of the fables that they had uh, out there uh, that that started the giving of gifts in a uh, stocking uh gift giving goes way back further than that joey uh, as a matter of fact i think the gift giving came from uh, the actual uh, gift of giving to the gods uh i think uh the saturn god was one of the ones that uh the pagans worshiped and they would bring gifts and offerings to the saturn god to bring uh the new year and that was always done on uh, the winter solstice. Um, and uh, so there's kind of like a, a solenarian uh, moment. Uh, and you, if you watch The Big Bang Theory, you'll know what that is because I think that was one of the things that Sheldon really liked about Christmas was it was a solenarian a uh, miracle. I think that's how he said it. But I'm not going to pretend that I, I, I know how to pronunciate that word. <laughs> but I do know it was from the Saturn God. Uh, so, back to uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yep. I, I, I've got it right here. Okay. Um, of course, it was a poem, uh, and it was originally called A Visit from St. Nicholas. Visit from St. Nicholas. Uh, uh, which was anonymous at first, but was then later uh, attributed to Clement Clark Moore in 1837. So... Uh, you're you're in the 19th century. Yeah. Uh, the United States doesn't recognize Christmas as a federal national holiday. Uh, it's it it might be practice where people would get together and have dinner and they might exchange gifts. Um, uh, but if you think about 19 uh, the 1830s, um, uh, now the children of children of our founding fathers. Uh, fathers are now adults mm -hmm. and so there are two generations uh from the uh the revolutionary war so now you're looking at not just the sons and daughters of the revolutionary war you're looking at the sons sons and daughters daughters of the yeah. revolutionary war and the further that you get away from those hard feelings mm -hmm. uh, uh the more uh, that you might be like, hey, why can't we get together and bring a tree into the house uh, uh, during the winter time and um, decorate it up? <laughs> and it was interesting that uh, that book or that poem uh, 
which became Twas the Night Before Christmas, defined and described this character that uh, visited all the homes on on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, local artists then started trying to draw what that poem was describing. And, and like you said, probably my favorite is either the Coca-Cola mm-hmm. ones or uh, the Norman Rockwell yes. uh, versions of, of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, my, my mind just goes in tangents when we're <laughs> on Christmas time yes. because I'm back to the 70s. And I'm hearing the Carpenters play on the radio right now in my head, <laughs> and um, uh, and and a lot of folks think of the Carpenters, uh, and uh, just know just you know a couple of those Christmas songs. But you know, I was uh, just watching Dark Shadows the other day, and and um, uh, on top of the world looking. <laughs> down on creation oh, that man. came on i was like yes i am back in the 70s thank you i mean so some of these things some of these smells some of these foods that we taste and and um uh, they bring us back to uh that nostalgia that that yeah. feeling that we all want uh, especially coming out of a pandemic uh come along with us on this and, right and uh but some some interesting things that uh, uh, that this can take a tangent on is um, a Christmas story. Oh my God, a Christmas story! Yeah, because when I think of Santa, mm-hmm. I think how statistically um, every tenth or twentieth child looks at that person and starts crying and you get that christmas (laughs) photo uh the pediatrician actually says that that's actually a healthy reaction uh that um that child is smart enough to realize something's not right here that you've put me in the lap of a character dressed like the grinch and now on one of our startups you're actually on the lap of santa and you look like you're having a good time yes (laughs) so that is um uh that that photo of me in in the startup here uh, uh, is uh, pure ADHD, and and in fact, uh, uh, in my spirit of Star Wars and combining it with Christmas, uh, it's like the ADHD is strong with this one Obi Obi Wan. Obi Wan, and uh, you've got to zoom in on Santa's face whenever I'm like. <laughs> Santa! I mean, you can almost hear Will Ferrell's Santa voice. Oh, yes. Saying Santa, when you see that picture of me as a child on Santa's lap, and Santa's face is just like... I don't know if I want to be around you, but okay, let's do this This kid is very excited. And speaking of Santas, did you know that Santas make about an average of $30 an hour working in the mall? But if you are an event Santa, which means that you're a little bit better looking than the average fake beard Santa, that you could make anywhere from 100 to $500 an hour. But several years ago, a 
Santa Claus made $1,200 an hour Ooh. because he went to someone's house on Christmas Day and worked for one hour and made $1,200. Hmm. So that's that stuff you don't, you, you, you got to go find that stuff. It's on the, it's out there. It'll tell you. And uh, I can't remember the name of the guy that actually uh, dressed up as Santa, but uh, he is our traditional Santa uh, with the real beard, the white, the white hair, all of that stuff. Uh, uh, the Tim Allen that morphs into that Santa in a matter of a minute in the, right before uh, Christmas time. Uh, so, but that's who he is, and that's he. He looks like your traditional Santa, twelve hundred dollars an hour. Uh, now, if I could do that one day a week, fifty-two weeks a year, I would become that Santa. I would actually lift this right here. Go, I'd, I'd have to help. Tim Allen. No, I don't have to let it work. We out call that the Tim Allen. Tim Allen effect. Uh, just like at the end of this show, whenever we pull out our Michael Bay and send him around to look at Christmas lights for our shining moment i love that because i hear that now all the time and i'm like oh man we get a shining moment just like that wonderful uh, uh ncaa back men's basketball gets that and for our, our new listeners our michael bay is our drone <laughs> yes. so we can get those michael bay video shots that he used to do with a helicopter making the transformers movies and and bad boys type films where he's just flying over a lamborghini in a car chase and yes. so we call our drone Michael Bay, and so uh, new listeners, <laughs> Michael Bay is our drone. That's that's our the name of it. Yes, it's not News Channel Five. Uh, the Sky, Sky Five. Five. Yeah. Uh, hashtag Leland Sadel. It's Michael Bay. <laughs> it's like, Michael Bay. There's other people. I mean, you can name your kid Michael Bay. And, yeah. And you have the rights to that, and yeah. we just happen to name our drone Michael Bay. It's and coincidence. Yeah, very much. I mean, even though he does that overhead shot, it's yeah. just a coincidence. Yeah. Oh, you do that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We and do I that. Did, I hadn't even seen any of your movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've seen Star Star Trek. Uh, I've seen the last Star Wars. I've seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of Michael Bay. So, but I just like that name. So there so, we are. Okay. Now, uh, tangent back to tangent back going back, or or tangent away, <laughs> one or the other. Um, so in case you're just watching first, this the first time, what's the first Christmas song on your head right now? Uh, the first just shoot from the hip. Uh, Jingle bells. Let's let's hear about it. Uh, so Jingle bells. The reason why that's the one that pops in my head is that was not actually a Christmas song. That was written for Thanksgiving. Uh, so there was a gentleman in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, his name was George or Jane or uh, James Lord Piperpin or whatever. But in 1850 or 1850, he wrote the song Jingle Bells. And this song Jingle Bells was a traditional uh, Thanksgiving uh, song. But somehow or another, it just morphed into a Christmas song. That song is the first song that was played in outer space. And it was actually December the 16th in 1965. It was Gemini 6. So it was the first song played in outer space. Uh, very interesting information there about Jingle Bells. Uh, I would have never thought that it was a, anything but a, a sleigh bells going to a grandma's on Christmas. That's all I would think about. Uh, very interesting. So, you know, uh, I would say that uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Ah, that, yes. That's that, uh, something that 
and, and wasn't it first like a Montgomery Ward type? It was. It was actually. It was a, a gimmick. It was a promotional gimmick. Uh, they told the uh, one of the guys there said, "Hey, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you come up with a uh, a shtick that we can uh, give away pamphlets or little booklets uh, during Christmas?" And I'm wanting to say that uh, what he he. $1.2 million of them, or was it, I can't even remember how many it was now, but it was a Montgomery Ward uh, uh, setup, and I said 2.4 million copies were given. That's what it was, 2.4 million. And the guy's name was Robert May, came up with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So he wasn't even a reindeer before Montgomery Ward made him. It's almost like Santa Claus was made by Coca-Cola. No, it wasn't. It really so wasn't. we did know what the eight reindeers' names were from the poem. Yes, but did but you know? But Rudolph came later. Very much later. But did you know that the original names of the reindeer were not the names today? I can't tell you what they are because they've had several names. I think it was like 32 different names they had before they set in with the eight that they have today. Uh, that's, a, that's a Wikipedia lookup. Uh, You're also going to have to look up uh, a Cajun <laughs> night before Christmas. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of French names, uh, of, of uh, and they were not reindeer. They were alligators. <laughs> and they, claw, they, they crawl on the floor. <laughs> you think you're down in uh, Louisiana? Every, every, uh, uh, every line is, uh, uh, I believe that if you're in the New Orleans area, uh, more likely, you might argue that it came first, and Twas the Night Before Christmas copied <laughs> Twas the Night Before Christmas Cajun version, uh, and and yours is the original. And I'll I'll just let, let I'll just you nod know. my head yes, and and say you know I can't prove you wrong on that. No, that is also not. And now I'm going to have to go look it up, Joy. Oh my I'm goodness, <laughs> it is um, very, and you need to hear it. Try to read it first. <laughs> Because it's phonetically uh, uh, written, yeah. uh, where you're trying to say these <laughs> these lines uh, 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 with. I'll, I'll have to see if I can find this. That and that's classic. Um, some of the other. Uh, oh, here's an interesting thing. You know that Black Friday. Everybody, everybody goes out shopping on Black Friday. I did some research, and they said that Black Friday was not the busiest day of the holiday season. They just named it Black Friday to try to get you to come out. The actual busiest days of the holiday season is always the Friday and Saturday before Christmas because Americans are nothing but procrastinators. And that was actually... I see that. That was actually something that was... Uh, some people like the pressure. Uh, you got to... You, you know, I, as and to the day, sorry, Mother, you're the only one I don't know what I'm getting you yet. Sorry. Uh, but I'm not going to procrastinate because I have a lovely wife that reminds me every day that, what are you getting your mother? What are you getting your mother? What are you getting your mother? So we'll find out shortly what I'm going to get my mother. You um, better be before this airs. <laughs> I don't know if it'll make it because <laughs> that's only two weeks from now. I like your honesty, though, because... He wants the gift to be so special. Yes. That he didn't want to pick it in November. He wanted to have 
<laughs> like like a simmering stew of ideas to ma- to find that perfect Francis gift. Yes. And she can't just be given something. She's got to be given that perfect gift. And, and that perfect gift, uh, it'll, it'll come up one day, hopefully uh, here soon. Uh, sooner than later, else uh, my wife will not let me forget about it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting about the Black Friday and how uh, us Americans procrastinate. Uh, and our, you know, the, the bad thing is, is that America spends more money on the holidays um, than any other country around. Uh, the average, the average purchase for uh, for Christmas is between eight hundred and fifty and fifteen hundred dollars. That's average. Uh, so you just you you look at that number going, my God. And then I look at how much I just spent at at uh, Amazon and all these other little places that I purchased gifts from. Happy uh, Christmas to those people that are getting that Amazon gift. It'll be coming around real soon. Uh, so, but yes, that was kind of uh, one of those things I started looking at. And if you add that up at how many households that we have in the United States, which we have a housing shortage, so there's a lot more households than there are houses from what I'm getting or collecting. Uh, that's a lot of money. Um, and so it's just, it, it's, 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 whoo, spend that money for Christmas. You know, something else, uh, that, uh, my wife, and I know, I know a lot of, uh, uh, families do this at Christmas time, knowing that a lot of packages are going to be coming, uh, uh, to your house is, um, uh, several years ago, my wife would start ordering like these little six ounce Coca-Cola's and Diet Cokes and Sprites and uh, little bags of chips and some candies and have like a dish out there like it was Halloween and you weren't going to come to the door. Uh, uh, and it would just have a little sign that says, thank you for our packages, uh, help yourself uh, to a refreshment. And uh, so it's something that if you don't do, it's something that uh, those folks from uh, UPS and FedEx and Amazon and uh, deliver and mail and a mail person uh, that's uh, uh, from our U.S. Postal Services. They're government employees that uh, don't make a lot of money, and uh, they certainly like that there's a bottle bottle water right there, and yeah. uh, that they can take when when they're at their busiest time of year. So, if you don't have that as a tradition, uh, you, you're welcome to steal anything that uh, you get from this show <laughs> and make a new tradition. To kind of have this feeling that uh, you're, uh, that we're having, uh, and that we're bringing you along on, and so uh, create some some new behaviors and some new habits out of uh, that that uh, uh, to recreate that. that I feeling. think I have a new tradition. I'm going to Joy's house to get me some soda and chips. <laughs> so that would be fun. Soda and chips at Joy's. Soda house. and chips. They're like, hey, he's got chips on his porch man and i wonder if he's it's got, like watch out for the ring doorbell though yeah. like, like what are you doing alan yeah. um you better get off my front porch <laughs> i see you <laughs> so uh, another interesting uh fact that uh i know that we've, we've just rambled on here and threw out a lot of crap and, and yeah, we've been all, all over the place joey but did you know that the least amount of breakups across the states is in december the is the is december 25th that's the least amount so of looking at 365 days 
and a .25 because leap year every four years. Right. When looking at those 365 days, that that's 365th for yes. the lease? Yes. So if you've made it. I'm wondering how they measure that. Well, actually, Facebook did a uh, did a poll several years ago uh, and asked uh, the question, when would you more than likely break up with someone? And let me tell you, they were shocked to find out that Christmas Day was the least, but the weeks leading up to Christmas, yikes. Oh, so it might be skyrocketed <laughs> it's like skyrocketed. December 15th. <laughs> so it kind of like goes like Like, ooh, <laughs> I'm running out of time. <laughs> And I could save three hundred dollars. Save three hundred. Break up, and then whenever you get back on the other side of Christmas, New Year's, hope that there's no resentment, and you can get them back. And then you have to break up a couple of days in February. Uh, hope that the resentment doesn't go there either. Um, so uh, the reason why I brought that up is because it um, mistletoe. Uh, the funny thing is, is that mistletoe. The meaning of mistletoe has been derived from a long long time ago uh and if if, it's one of those traditions that although we were trying to clean up some of that (laughs) christmas that was like more like halloween and partying and and um um, knocking on people's doors demanding uh for some figgy pudding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or we will play a trick on you. Um, it's one of those things that, hey, if you're under this, you can sneak a kiss. Yeah. That, that, so go ahead. I but no, no. If you if you and the kiss thing is was brought up after, but the meaning of it is actually uh, kind of it goes back to the uh, to the old English. Uh, the word that they used to use uh, was mistletoe. Mm. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, the Middle English time periods thought that if you made it uh, mistletoe, that you were plural to mistletan. So the word tan meant twig, which if you've seen mistletoe now, it's a twig with green leaves. So mistletoe became that word. Well, if you go back even further for Old English that drive the name of mistle. It was actually an obsolete German word derived to, it was a noun meaning dung. So, when you think mistletoe, think dung twig. 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 <laughs> it's one of those words. It's a, it's a mystery in itself. But you can also Wikipedia that to find out if that's true or not. But yes, that was, I found that in many locations that dung twig is the meaning of the word mistletoe. Um, so I, I found that to be quite hilarious. Uh, and if you're out there trying to hang that mistletoe, uh, did you know that in 2018, more than 17,000 people went to the ER for hanging decoration? <laughs> Ooh, I could see that happening. Yeah. You know, when you think of Chevy Chase, he's like, hello. Hello, and he's still hanging out there in the full moon. Yeah. He's trying to hang lights. and I could see that <laughs> happening a lot. Or that reminds me, oh, that cat used all nine lights. <laughs> from the same he used movie. them all. Yeah, used them all right there in the one spot. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was a, that was a U.S. Uh, Consumer Product Safety Council. Our commission came out with that figure from uh, 2018 that 
there, there was 17,500 injuries related to hanging uh, ornaments, if you will, or outside. I think it's higher than that. <laughs> because, you know, you didn't go yeah, to you, like... Everybody didn't go to the ER. And, and, and also, everyone that went to the ER did not say... <laughs> I was trying to put Frosty Snowman on the roof, and That's I pulled a Tim Allen. <laughs> that is so funny. You know, that's, you know that that movie is um, uh, uh, probably a, a new favorite. Of so I did have Santa Claus as a new favorite from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, all-time favorite, of course, is Die Hard, even though, sorry, Bruce Willis. Uh, and that, I'm thinking of... Uh, uh, the cranks. The cranks. Uh, oh, you're talking about yeah. Yes. That was a. That was a. That was when a he was trying intense. to put Frosty on yes. the roof and. See, I was thinking of Santa Claus when sure. he fell off the roof. I mean, he's done a lot of Christmas movies <laughs> he that has. you don't think of uh, Tim Allen and as as Christmas, but he's kind of become the Santa Claus and and also Christmas with the cranks. Uh, his becoming new Christmas. And with him being with Disney, I guess that's when Kurt Russell decided he was going to be Santa Claus and he was going to do it for Netflix. So he's got a couple of movies out on Netflix, uh, uh, Christmas Chronicles that, uh, I'm no, I don't know. I almost think that I like Kurt Russell's version of Santa Claus better than Tim Allen's version, even though Tim Allen had a bit of a, a nostalgia of, oh, that is so cool how they make Santa Claus. Which Christmas on 34th Street do you like? Uh, you know, I would, you know, I really, I'm going to have to go back to the black and white days. Uh, Me too. Because, Natalie Wood. Yeah. I just don't know if I could do the, Of course, Natalie Wood, she died. <laughs> Robert Wagner. Was yes. There. <laughs> the little girl on, on, uh, I can't watch that without thinking she grows up and she dies. Yes. To Robert <laughs> Wagner. Not trying to take you guys down. Sorry. Yes. Don't just trying to down. make trying to make connections. <laughs> uh, but that is still my favorite version of uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street yes. because, uh, especially whenever um, she plays that part so good that uh, uh, that um, you know whenever she sees Santa um, uh, uh, talking to the little girl that. Uh, and, uh, and her mother, she said, you know, whenever, uh, he spoke to that little girl in her native language and her mom's like, well, I know French, but I'm not Joan of Arc, you know, and, you know, even, so she was still shooting down those ideas and, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I could still watch that, that part. And it's also has my other favorite part of that movie beside yeah. the end the end actually, uh, you know they have to end that movie somehow, and and uh, but I like it whenever um, the parent comes in and says, um, "What would you like?" and he's and he names some kind of toy fire truck, and and the mom's in the background like, "Oh no!" no, no. He's like, "Oh yeah, you you will get that toy." And yes. She's like, "Go over there for a second. I want to have a word with Santa." <laughs> Like, didn't you see me? No one in, in town has that. And he's like, uh, Gimbel's has it down the street. And, uh, you know, uh, she's like, but you're Santa at Macy's and uh, you're sending me to Gimbel's? And um, the store manager overhears it. And he's about to fire him until that 
a parent comes up and says, I don't know what kind of gimmick you got going here, but think about Macy's yep. putting commercial and money aside and putting Christmas first. And then the manager was like in an office and like, it's another phone call wanting to, uh, the secretary walks in uh, wanting to thank you for yep. what Macy's is doing of uh, directing them to where to get this toy. Um, and, uh, they can't fire him, uh, because of that. But, um, uh, several years ago, uh, you know, of course I work at the health department and, uh, uh, uh several years ago, we, we had a challenge, uh, where, um, uh, we didn't have enough immunizations in our building. Right. And, uh, we created this thing called, uh, uh, we had a lot of kids that moved to Clarksville because of Fort Campbell, right? not just stock up on immunizations for school shots and uh in august and july but we have a lot of folks that move here mid-year unlike other communities and so um well uh, we called uh it might be a month before you can get a new patient visit to a pediatrician to get those immunizations but we found out that a lot of pharmacies had had uh back to school shots not just flu shots but right you can get your back to school shots at Publix or 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 the medicine shop or right. you know some several of our partners so we what we did we called every one of them and um and found out that some of them uh like we if we couldn't bill your insurance well you might have to pay full price if we can't if we don't have a contract with that insurance but right. this pharmacy here has that insurance and it wouldn't cost you anything. And so I said, I was uh, telling our commissioner at the time that uh, we call this the miracle on 34th Street. Uh, <laughs> that um, look, at the most important thing is that they got their back to school shots where they can uh, start school here. It doesn't matter if we gave it to them or, or, if, or if our, uh, our partner in the community gave it to them. Uh, uh, the kid is now protected from the measles and, uh, or mumps. And so... Uh, we call that our miracle on 34th Street. That's nice. Because of that, um, uh, that we would tell you the best place to go to to, to get that, and and um, uh, that's cheaper than us if 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 you had insurance that that we didn't have a contract with. And so, uh, <laughs> but you know, um, when you were saying that the least breakup day of the year is Christmas Day, right? It made me think of this, I think it was 19, early 90s, Boys to Men Christmas Interpretation. <laughs> it's one of the best Christmas albums, I'm just going to tell you. Christmas Interpretation, Boys to Men, even Will Smith, when he was doing Fresh Prince of Bel Air, aired parts of that song in one of the episodes, Yes, uh, in, in one of their Christmas episodes. Uh, but there's a song on there is uh who would have thought and it's it's like who would have thought we'd fall in love on christmas day <laughs> and so when i first heard this song you know it's just like you're just driving you're just saying oh this is a nice melody and then i listen to the words because i do that and i'm like who would have thought i'd fall in love on christmas that is rare that is i mean funny. you know what it takes to fall in love <laughs> I mean, we meet people on Christmas Day. That's still rare because usually 
your, your day family. is planned. Yeah. Like I'm going to like, who are you? I've never seen you in my house before. Or a family uh, reunion. Now that's another story altogether. Yeah. You would have to like uh, <laughs> to meet someone, but to meet them and fall in love. Yes. Um, like you really caught up in, uh, unless you're like, um, you know, on Frozen, when they're when when they meet at the uh, they meet at their ball, and and they're like, we're gonna get married now. You know, <laughs> we both finish each other's sandwiches, <laughs> and 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 so um, uh, now you were saying something uh, yeah, about yeah, so the Christmas ring or uh, getting day, proposed. Christmas Day is the most proposed day, so not only is it the least amount of breakup, but they also propose more on Christmas Day than any other day of the year. Let me just tell you guys something. We're about to we're about to have a conversation that you might not enjoy. <laughs> um, uh, there's a certain percentage of you that has yet to propose. There's some of y'all that have already proposed. I'm sorry that if you did this, no offense, but this is something that could be said after this proposal date. Yes. If you propose on that day, you better have that person at, at also a Christmas present. An alternative In addition present. to the engagement ring. Yes. That's not the present. That is the thing that if you got engaged any other day, it comes also. And so otherwise, when you're in a fight later on, not from experience or anything, <laughs> because I didn't get engaged <laughs> on Christmas Day. But I'm an observationist. <laughs> and so I observe humorous things mm -hmm. and then I observe things that, Ooh, that is humorous and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to learn from it. So if you uh, are going to propose on that day uh, and you don't want them to ever say, I never got a Christmas gift. What else did you get me? You know, you, know, yeah. you don't want that to follow up. Yeah. Like, yes, uh, better have a, a, a box. Well, that's yes. going to be, uh, you know, later on tonight, or or are we ready to exchange gifts? Or you because give this the gift isn't first. this is an addition right. to this. Give the gift first, then the engagement ring. Back so that, to boys and men. Yep. Who would have thought of falling in love on Christmas? That is not just rare. Like, hey, Alan, who would have thought of falling in love on Christmas Day? It's so rare. It should have been on a boys to men Christmas album. So good job, boys to men. Yeah. Because that is so rare. It should be <laughs> on one of the greatest R and B Christmas albums. Is how rare falling in love on Christmas Day is. Just like breaking up on Christmas Day is uh, rare, but falling in love, just as rare. I mean, it's rare already. On. <laughs> I mean, how how often do people fall in love? A couple times in your lifetime, or sometimes it's only one, right? One. That's right. One. My one. wife could be down there listening. I want to know one time is all it is. That's all you fall in love. One time. Then you marry her and you stay with her. <laughs> then uh, there's also the uh, the other wonderful facts that uh, that we we were jetted over to getting married from Christmas to uh, I think I made a mention of the most expensive Christmas tree of being fifteen million dollars and that's in germany so another german fact uh, about uh, christmas did you know that tinsel was invented 
uh, by taking real silver strands and laying them on the tree. Hmm. So if you've got tinsel, I don't have tinsel on this tree here, so that's a that's a statement. I don't have tinsel. That was the rich people. The rich people put tinsel on their trees. Uh, so you had a my grandmother fan. saved the tinsel. <laughs> so at the very end of Christmas, we would have like this cellophane or 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 um, aluminum or or a box it came in, mm-hmm. and you would grab it and you would start laying it back in the box. And that's one of the most cheapest ornaments that are one of the decorations. We saved it, and we used the same tinsel every year. And so... <laughs> that is... Um, uh, but, but, of course, you know, my grandmother uh, was raised right after the uh, Depression, and uh, <laughs> uh, or, or during the Depression, was born in the 30s. And, and so... Um, oh, my Lord saving tinsel i remember it was a dollar a pack you'd buy four packs deck your tree out and if you had a real tree just throw it on the street but unfortunately the people that didn't have real trees which i did not we would always have to pull it off of the christmas tree before you put it back in the box (laughs) i saw i saw a uh, commercial for uh make sure that you're watering your christmas tree and it had a skeleton and a fire behind it. It looked like Iron Maiden, that Christmas album. <laughs> it's like, uh, or, or Quiet Right. Come on, feel the noise. <laughs> That's Girls, boys. They can make that a Christmas song. They could make it a Christmas Quiet song. Quiet Right Christmas. Quiet Right. I, I don't know. That could be a Quiet Right. It almost quiet, reminds me of uh, Pete Sweaty. A Quiet Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you take it to seasons pe- eatings, seasons welcomes eatings. to seasons eatings. So if you, uh, uh, our if guest you speaker know. today is, uh, we've been wanting to get him on here for years. Mm-hmm. Peach sweaty. Um, <laughs> it's and like season. It sounds like season greetings, mm-hmm. but it's season eatings. And um, uh, but uh, he's got a lot of delicious dishes that we would like and so if you don't know what we're talking about <laughs> go watch saturday it's, night it's live. one of our favorite saturday night, epi- saturday night live episodes uh of peach sweaty yes and we won't tell and, you what he's bringing to the show but it's hilarious and uh so peach sweaty he has like these uh christmas chocolate balls but <laughs> they, he names them after himself yeah and uh so you just have to watch molly <laughs> shannon and and alec baldwin and and uh in that in that Christmas episode of uh, of of uh, Saturday Night Live. And, yes, and it'll take you down memory lane. Memory uh, lane, and, and you're like, now it's in my brain forever, and it's my brain is going to operate like Joey and, and Alan's. And so we go back to uh, the uh, the reindeer, and I, I think I, w- I made a mention of they had different names before uh, they actually got their real names or the names that we traditionally go by now, Comet, Cupid, and Blitzen. And so it was actually the the gentleman who wrote the book, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Which, Washington Irving? Washington Irving. He is the one that came up with the name of the eight reindeer. Uh, for us here in uh, the Americas, if you will. Uh, and that's just stood the, t- the test of time. He kind of like became that traditionalist of, okay. And he also wrote a lot about St. Nicholas. Uh, so you'll see a lot of books that he re- wrote uh, about St. Nicholas. And like I said, he's the one that kind of named the eight tiny reindeer. 
Uh, and that was long before Rudolph. Don't get me wrong. Long before Rudolph. Uh, but that, uh, that was one of those that, uh, kind of caught my, caught my eye whenever I saw that. Cause I, I knew he did the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, but I didn't realize that he was also the person that named the eight tiny reindeer. Um, that's another one of those wonderful, uh, things when you go back and look at, uh, St. Nicholas and the stories that got there. So when we're thinking about, uh, uh Christmas, and uh you know we also think about uh in the christmas tree mm-hmm. we also think about uh the christmas tree lighting in uh rockefeller center in yep. new york city mm-hmm. and uh which um uh, i believe that uh you say it was it like only like 20 feet tall or like something like 20 that? 20 foot tall and wasn't even, didn't even have no decorations on it or lights. It was just a tree shoved up by construction people in the middle of Rockefeller Center. And then they didn't do it the next year. So, it's like we, oh, that wasn't a tradition. No. We just did that. <laughs> so, and then the people like, we want it now. Yeah. Is, How dare you? Then that third year, I think it was their second annual, the third year was their second annual lighting are the first annual lighting, but their third or their second tree, which was 50 foot tall and did have ornaments and decorations on it. So Rockefeller Center, that tradition came from construction crews, not from the uh, wonderful people in the mayor and government's office or or the Rockefellers themselves. That actually came from construction workers down there. So interesting facts that... uh, you can glean uh, when you look at the history of Rockefeller Center. Now, of course, you and I grew up in rural, rural Kentucky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so we probably, it was a little harder for us to get into the um, the family vehicle and ride around and look at, for Christmas lights because you had to hunt for them. Yes, it was not. You, right went, you went to the one house that put some Christmas lights up for, is what it what it was in rural Kentucky. I think it was um, on Highway 117, that little one at the corner that always had like 20,000 Christmas trees hung upside down, right side up in the drive-thru. Uh, so if you remember that, hashtag we love you. Okay, I need to ask you a question. Okay. When you see the... The LED Christmas lights mm-hmm. that are not soft, but daylight. Yes. Very bright. Uh, like, do those aggravate you? Are you still like, oh, yeah, that's pretty. No, I actually love them more because they are brighter. Okay. I mean, the more the used to remember driving by the houses and looking at all the bright lights. And, and as time's gone by, they've gotten brighter. And the the nostalgia of the brightness is what I, I look for. You like white lights or colored lights? Well, if you look behind me, I like white lights, but I prefer color lights. I like uh, a mixture. I, I, I believe that uh, we've made it a a decorating feature of having the uh, the clear or white light bulbs uh, in the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something whenever I see those. Um, uh, incandescent uh, color, both <laughs> yes. red, blue, green, uh, uh, that are decorated, wrapped around uh, a bush outside. Uh, that kind of takes me back a little bit where I'm like, yes, that is really good. I like that. But I wouldn't go and just buy a, a string of of uh, the bulbs that are different colors. 
but whenever I see it and I know it's those glass when you, when you think about it though yeah. Joey, if you look at it nowadays we pay for that electricity so you're like Ooh. I want the LED not the right. <laughs> absolutely because if you leave them on overnight that's a that's it's hard fine. to get those yes the, very hard uh, thanks Al Gore uh, for knocking out the incandescent light bulb. Another Tennessean. <laughs> Sorry. Smith County. <laughs> but talking about now, that's a good transition to, to yes. Middle Tennessee because there's something that happens in Middle Tennessee that if you are from Southern Kentucky or Northern Alabama or anywhere, if you want to come to Nashville, at Christmas time is a good time because you can go to Broadway and experience all of the honky tonks and the music, mm -hmm. but you can also go to Opryland Hotel. Yes. And you can go to the Grand Ole Opry, which is right next to it and watch a show. But Opryland Hotel is decorated. It's the city under lights, and it is decorated for Christmas. There's a lot of people that go there and pay $20 parking mm -hmm. just to go in the hotel and go from each of the areas. And so if you've ever been to Orlando and you saw the, uh, the Gaylord uh, Hotel that's in Orlando... We built the first one in Nashville. In Nashville, uh, that is the Opryland Hotel. It just happens to be in Orlando. There's one in Texas, and I believe there's one in Washington D.C. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, uh, that is a great activity to to go and do. Yes. Uh, they have uh, many times they have ice sculptures. Uh, uh, that you can go in and put a big park on. You have to on, put the big jackets on that they provide. And uh, there'll be a theme. It might be a Charlie Brown Christmas. That was we didn't even talk about Charlie Brown Christmas. No. It's the... Oh, that's that's right. That's the wrong Charlie Brown. <laughs> we have left out Charlie Brown. No, we don't leave out Charlie Brown. No. We brought him up. Yes, we did. <laughs> he's he's in here. Uh, but And, of course, you know, we didn't even think about it during charlie brown halloween because no. we were talking about the bell witch the bell witch had nothing to do with the great pumpkin no <laughs> but i guess all the traditions of christmas i guess that really is a traditional christmas because you watched that and you were talking about the stop motion and the rudolph the all Redis of the rankin bass those, the snowman and I, we I, let I watch every one of them yeah. and, and um you know, uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. In fact, I got a pack of DVDs one year it was, uh, of Blu-rays of each Charlie Brown or the Peanuts, uh, the different holidays, yes. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I bought the uh, the uh, the digital. He makes version. them all popcorn and puts like picnic tables out. And they're like, <laughs> where's the turkey? And toast. <laughs> and Peppermint Patty didn't realize how hard he worked. Yes. She just got mad because he didn't have no Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. And here we are into Christmas, and he couldn't even get a Christmas tree. What time's dinner, Chuck? <laughs> so, talking of Charlie Brown, I saw an interesting article in the news this morning that kind of brings that to fruition was the old little bitty Christmas tree that Charlie Brown bought. They're having a shortage of Christmas trees. Who would have thought that you would have had a shortage of Christmas trees? Of the trees, Charlie Brown trees. Of the Charlie Brown trees, because they were showing the guy walking around saying the average height of his trees this year were between four and five foot tall. Now, I'm sorry. You, you, you go out and buy Christmas trees. You can go out and buy seven, eight, nine foot tree, but this year it's a four or five foot tree, and that's the max you get. Yeah. And the, the reason why is because... Of I actually the, know some people that like to just get a smaller... Mm -hmm. 
rosemary tree and put it like on a table or on a yes. counter and uh, they'll decorate that and they might be in an apartment and uh, and, and actually it turns out nice. I'm like, ooh. Our first year here. That's not, it, there's we, nothing wrong with this. Nope. The it's first, actually. The first year we okay. moved in on the 23rd of December. And so we didn't have time to put a Christmas tree up. So we had a little ornamental tree we stuck on the bar over here. <laughs> and that was Christmas. Uh, we did not decorate for Christmas our first year here. Uh, but we've made up for it since. <laughs> and every year we keep adding more. Uh, so that's always fun. And some of the things that we haven't added out here is the candy cane. Now, candy canes were not always uh, a Christmas tradition. Uh, for some reason, they didn't become popular for Christmas until like 1847. The first thing that the, the candy was made for, the candy cane was made for, is to stop children from having antsiness during church because mm. of the marathon churches that they had during that time frame. So yeah, you would, might go to church till 3 in the afternoon. Yeah, and that they would give them candy canes, or the uh, grandparents would make the peppermint candy canes and give them to the kids to get them to be quiet during the service. Uh, so, and like I said, it wasn't until 1847 that somebody took those candy canes and hung them on their Christmas tree. And the next thing you know, they become a Christmas tradition. How did that happen? Yeah, I mean it hangs perfectly whenever you're whenever you're doing that. But uh, you know what that reminds me of? What's that? George W. Bush was at an event and uh, he was set next to uh, President Barack Obama and Michelle, uh, uh, First Lady. Uh, you know, they're neither one. Both of them are ex-presidents. Yes. Uh, uh, but uh, you'll have to Google this. Um, uh, but uh, uh, George W. Bush has like some a handful of candy he reaches over to michelle and just kind of drops it there in her lap like we're at church <laughs> and she she looks at her lap and she's like <laughs> and it's like their friendship began right then uh, uh michelle obama and, and george w bush yes uh it's, it's just like what your grandparent would do in church uh, he played that role, and and uh, and they were just immediate uh, friends. I love that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so uh, I think we've gone through a lot of traditions. I mean, uh, I, I we, know we covered the wish book. Wish book. Oh yes, and the Amazon holiday style heroes that they came out. So. You know, we also uh, thinking about the wish book. We also uh, when it kind of went away, the Sears and J.C. Penney catalog. Uh, I know that Toys R Us came out with the big toy book. Yes. Uh, I know, and, of course, that was like in the 80s and 90s and early 2000. And it kind of all went to online. But there's there's something about grabbing that catalog. Uh, it was uh, it, right before they stopped. I think the Toys R Us used to have the big flyer in the Sunday paper after they stopped doing their book. And they would have like 20 pages of a, of, a, of colored uh, pages of toys and that that kind of had a little nostalgia of that uh, wish book uh, era uh, but who remembers going through the wish book and picking your Christmas <laughs> circling it yes uh, your parent would come in and say you have a $100 limit and if it didn't add up to uh, 99.99 you were circling uncircling something and circling this, something else to make not it, this not this nope 
get rid of this and make that. If you remember that, you, you are in great company here. Because <laughs> we enjoyed that thoroughly. So, Well, and I think it's been a great hour. Yes. And we are so glad that you came along with us on this journey of Christmas history. Mm-hmm. Christmas nostalgia. Uh, we maybe we took you back to the seventies, eighties, or early nineties, and uh, some of your favorite shows. And we can't mention them here. I mean, because they're so long. Yeah, it's just uh, we we we've hit the surface here. Throw it in the comments of your favorite show, your favorite Christmas song, favorite Christmas memory. Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh my God! How did uh, we miss that? Uh, we, because there's just so, <laughs> so much, much with this. Uh, but it all started uh, uh, when, at, almost 70 years after the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. when the United States says we need an American holiday on the calendar, and enough time has passed where uh, it needs to be in the winter time in December, and um, in a poem about this visit from St. Nicholas kind of started <laughs> shaping it, this yeah. American Christmas, where uh, then we started incorporating the religious aspects of um, uh, the birth of Christ, and uh, but also taking some of the traditions of, of Scandinavia and, and uh, bringing a tree in the house uh, to represent that it still lived uh, through... Uh, and it's the darkest day of the year. I mean, all of these things came into play. Yes. Uh, that, uh, but, and it doesn't just, it doesn't, knowing all of this doesn't make it less magical. No. It, like, it just kind of, we are part of that. You were part of that. Any, no matter where you were in the world, you were part of the, uh, the, the development of of this season and this holiday and so um follow us on on social media yes listen to us we're on every podcast app and uh be kind to one another it's the holidays and uh we love you guys we love you merry christmas and happy new year we'll see you next year happy new year (laughs) 